Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today we get to speak with Ashley Kincaid. She is the founder of Private Label Mastery, an industry leader in Amazon e-commerce private label. And she has herself sold over seven figures on Amazon FBA, which is the fulfillment by Amazon program. She is also the author of Million Dollar Ecom Secrets and the founder of the Private Label Mastery podcast. No other woman in the industry has worked with more seven and eight figure Amazon entrepreneurs than Ashley Kincaid. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thank you so much. Thank you for that amazing introduction. So thankful to be here. Well, it's great to have you for so many reasons. But the primary reason is there are so many people that ask about this. I mean, this is the thing. It's kind of that mystery business that people hear about. They hear a little bit about it, but they're like, I have no idea how the mechanics of that would actually work. Like how can an average Joe, average Jane, get a business like this off the ground? Is it something you can moonlight with? Is it something that you have to devote yourself full time to? I get more questions about this kind of entrepreneurship and business than probably any of the others. So I'm very excited to hear from you because I think listeners are too. First of all, tell us a little bit like, how did you end up here? Because you were not always doing this, right? I know that as a fact, because this hasn't even been around for that long. But um, how did you end up here? Like, what was that journey, that bridge from what you were doing before to this? Oh, sure. Well, I love to share my story, Flavia, just because I, I know so many of your listeners will really relate to my background. I was like a lot of your listeners, never, I was never one of those people who grew up thinking I'm always going to be an entrepreneur. I think sometimes you listen to entrepreneurs and they say, oh, I always grew up, knew I, I knew I wanted to do this. You know, I had lemonade stands. I did raffle tickets when I was a kid. I was so not that person. I was very much, I uh, thought I would always grow up to just be an employee. Didn't really know anything different. I did not come from a family of entrepreneurs. A lot of entrepreneurs, you know, are raised by entrepreneurs and that's how they become one. I wasn't that either. Traditional upbringing, went to high school, went to college. I actually went to business school and failed out of business school. So I moved to journalism school, which was more at my angle and just got a bachelor's degree in journalism in Texas, Baylor University. And then after that, just kind of went the traditional route, got a, j- a day job, a nine to five job at a marketing company. And I was a marketing manager there for a couple of years. And this was way back in like 2009, 2010. And that was a uh, great at the time. I was really excited to be career oriented and to have my own job. That was a big deal. I was, you know, the first person in my family to go to college and like work in corporate America. And like, that was really great in my early twenties. But then I kind of reached this cap flabia in my early mid twenties, where I realized I want to make more than 60 or 70 K a year. I want to do more than work 60 hours a week and not have benefits. I want to, I want to do more than all these things. So I didn't know how to do that, but I was a really resourceful person. I was, I was really a hustler. I was really hard worker. And so I just went online to Facebook and it was back in 2015. And I just literally searched how to make money online. I'd never made money online before nothing. I never had anything. But I loved the idea of doing that. And so I just started to look up ways to make money online. And I was so blessed and thankful because my first thing I found was selling on Amazon. And I always say that because a lot of people, they can go down a rabbit hole with that. Different kind of businesses that are scams or you know maybe are really low success rates. But I was really lucky that 
I was brought into selling on Amazon and that was my first business. I just joined some Facebook groups, you know, and I, I, I was really hungry because I was on unemployment. I got unemployed from my job and I was trying to figure out how am I going to make it 30 days? You know, how am I going to get like pay my rent at the time? And so uh, I started an Amazon store, which back in 2015, Flavia, like anybody could start an Amazon store, literally like start the same day. You didn't need a, even a bank account or anything. And uh, got started and originally just kind of started it to make some side money. I wanted to help my mom go back to college. She needed help with tuition. And that was just kind of my motivator. Never thought I would be where I am today, but started my Amazon store and started off with almost no money. I mean, I didn't even have a credit card. I just had that drive and that willpower. So started off as a bookseller on Amazon. And my very first sale on amazon.com was actually a used book. People always ask me that. Uh, it was just a used book that I had around the house and I, I scanned the barcode and I realized it was selling on amazon.com for like $17. I'm like, wow, that's insane that I can take this book that's worth nothing to me and flip it for a profit. I don't even have to create anything or do anything. So it was really simple, Flavia. I just put it in a box. I sent it into Amazon's warehouses on their system. I put a UPS label on it and money went into my Amazon account in like two weeks. And I realized, wow, this is like, if I can do this with one book, I can do this with 50 books or 100 books. And so I loved book selling. I just loved it. I got really advanced at it. And I would go out to stores in Dallas, like like thrift stores, Goodwills. And I live in Dallas. There's tons of stores like that. And I went from one book to like 100 books, like 200 books, like filling my trunk of cars and just driving around, going to every bookstore, scanning to find profitable books to sell on Amazon. And there's a lot of them. I mean, you can buy books at Goodwill or Salvation Army for like a quarter, 50 cents, and they sell on Amazon all day long for like 20, 25 bucks. And sometimes you'll find books that even like textbooks and things like that, that sell for like 200 bucks, a hundred bucks. And so I just did that at volume. And then over the next few months, I was making like four, five, $6,000 a month just doing that. And then I started to hire people to help me. I hired an assistant, had a virtual assistant and a physical assistant in Dallas. I would actually take all the books at the end of the day drop off like hundreds of books at this gal's house at the time. And she would ship them all to Amazon for me. And I'd pay her like 25 cents a book. And so she did all the shipping for me. And I just did the sourcing. And that kind of worked really well. And I kept growing the business. And then at one point, I was making over like $10,000 a month net income. I had about 15,000 books at Amazon. And that took me about, I don't know, eight to 10 months to get there. So that was my first foray. And then I started venturing into private label on Amazon. And a couple of years later, and I had my first $100,000 month on Amazon. And it was through private labeling my own brand. I launched a bath bombs brand on Amazon and was one of the first entry products on amazon.com of bath bombs with toys inside them and, and items inside the bath bombs. And so that was my first private label brand, built that to seven figures. And then I used those funds to start Private Label Mastery, which was a free program for teach other women like me how to get started with private labeling on Amazon. And today we have a huge team of people at Private Label Mastery, but that's kind of the journey, seven years encapsulated. But we've really, I really have a passion, you know, for introducing other people to the story, seeing that you don't have to be a huge entrepreneur. And also, you know, your podcast, Flavia, you do not have to work 60 hours a week to do what I just described. On average, my Amazon business, 10 hours a week when I was private labeling. So it's really something that's really great. If, if people out there don't want to you know, work a nine to five job, it's, it's uh, we work with thousands of Amazon sellers. And I would say on average, our students put in like 10 hours a week to their Amazon business, no matter what the size is. So it's really something you can do and like have more freedom. So right now there's people listening with jaws on the floor because <laughs> there are people who don't even know that you can sell as like a private 
person, you know, not some huge company, but you can sell on Amazon as an individual. Um, not everybody knows that because Amazon doesn't really seem like an eBay, you know, or something that's sort of like eBay was kind of the original online marketplace where people can sell their garage sale items or resell stuff. But a lot of people don't realize that Amazon does allow an individual to like set up a store or set up some products. How does that really look? I mean, is Amazon still open to just a onesie twosie, you know, mm-hmm. small time, just an individual signing up to become a reseller? Or are there any like gateway items or hurdles you have to jump over? There's more hurdles today. It's definitely not like the wild, wild west when I started in 2015, but it's kind of a good thing. There's, it takes, the opportunity is greater for people that are really serious about this. I mean, we have on average about 10 people a day that we onboard to Amazon sellers that we onboard a day to amazon.com. So, and these are people who've never done it, no business experience whatsoever. So it's still open to getting started as a onesie twosie. In fact, that's a great way to start. But the process I just described selling some books around the house, selling some stuff you already have, kind of getting your feet wet on the platform. And then you can decide if this is something you want to grow, like I did, having your own brand, which obviously takes a bit more time and resources to do that. Well, how do you stay sane? Because it does sound... (laughs) I mean, when I picture someone like driving around (laughs) all the thrift stores and Goodwills and garage sales and loading up a trunk with books, it's great that you delegated and you hired an assistant. You hired a physical and virtual assistant. That's amazing because I'm a big believer in building teams because together you can just do so much more as a group of people than just... And we are the lifestyle solopreneur. So a lot of our listeners do start a business as a one-person team, right? Like wearing every single hat under the sun. But what are other ways other than building a team that you have been able to keep your schedule doable? Well, outsourcing. Outsourcing is really key. And I love that you brought you brought that up, having more of a lifestyle. And I think having boundaries. But I'm all about outsourcing. I'm, I, I have a big team of people now, meaning I can walk away and my business still runs without me every day, most days. So I think it's really important to think about your time. But for me, I've always tried to just focus on my highest value activities in a business. You know, things that, for example, for if you're going to be a bookseller on Amazon, you should really just focus on sourcing, learning how to be really good at sourcing and finding good books to sell. You shouldn't be the one actually taping the boxes or shipping them in, or even the one doing accounting or finance, you can outsource all those things. And you just focus on like bringing in the money to the business. I know booksellers that are able to have pretty healthy six-figure Amazon businesses with like 10 hours a week. So I think it's about figuring out what you are the best at in your business, what actually adds value to the business, figure out like how to, you know, get really good at bringing in the revenue, whether that's sourcing or finding a good product to sell on Amazon, focus on those activities and then start to outsource the lower level stuff that you maybe can pay someone 10 or 20 or $30 an hour to do so that you can stay in your lane. And what are some of your favorite tech stack items right now? Because I feel like every single day, there's some new software or some new app or something. And sometimes it's hard to keep up with all of that because it can actually distract you to learn all this new technology and to change (laughs) your systems around. So sometimes like sticking with a system that may not be the latest and greatest, but you your whole team's on it and you know how to use it and there's no learning curve is actually better than trying out the new stuff. But What are some of your favorite apps? You know, not the obvious ones, because of course, like everyone knows, I don't know, Google Calendar or something. But (laughs) is there something that you use that you love to recommend to others? I'll go off Google Calendar. And this is super simple. We have so many tech stack items used at our company. But like my favorite is honestly a Google Doc. I have a Google Doc with all of my to-do lists on it. And it's so simple. I just go through my to-do list every day on my Google Doc. That's one that we absolutely love. 
We also use Asana. We use Asana for task management, but I'm I'm pretty simple. I love Google Doc. And I also, you know, we use Asana quite a bit as well. That's really it. I mean, we have a lot of internal tools, but it's for like productivity is Asana. You know what I love? We have so many entrepreneurs that come on this show as guests and it's almost irrelevant how fancy schmancy you get with all the tech because we've had very successful entrepreneurs here who are like, I'm not using anything but like my phone <laughs> and the apps that are native to my phone. Like I never learned or wanted to learn any of the other new stuff with more bells and whistles. And they're doing phenomenal. And I, I, I put it this way, like we had very successful businesses before the internet even existed. So you definitely do not need all the fancy software to have a very successful business. So I love that you keep it simple. I think Google Docs, really that whole Google suite of products is great for teams because one of... I remember I got such a kick the first time that we sort of as a group use the Google Doc and everyone can be logged in from their different locations and homes and you can watch somebody type and then you can go in and like delete and retype it and you're on phone call or a Zoom call talking through it. You can collaborate so amazingly these days. I mean, you can have a team that you've never met in person, but they feel like family because of the way you're able to collaborate as if you were with desks next to each other in the old days, right? Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't have to be complex. I mean, when I started my Amazon business, I had, I think like a Word doc and a spreadsheet and that was really it. I think, yeah, you're so right. Sometimes the the tech can overwhelm people, especially if you're new to e-commerce. I think you might think you have to be a techie I'm not a techie. I was telling my team today, I don't even know how to use Excel. <laughs> it was like, so it's it's really not so much about being tech savvy. I think it's just about keeping it simple when you can. So, well, I love hearing that. And what do you do in your spare time? I mean, what do you do for fun? <laughs> I know what you do for business, but what do you do for fun? I do a couple things for fun. I love to travel. I live in Texas, so I love to go out and explore Texas. It's a huge state. I just got back from Big Bend, which is like beautiful West Texas, 10, 11 hours from where I live. That's how big the state of Texas is. But I love to travel. I love to spend time with my church. Uh, I love to decorate my house. So I'm a homebody. I love to stay home and decorate and spend time with my family. And that was ultimately, you know, why I kind of started my e-commerce business is I like to have freedom. If I want to wake up and I don't want to work today, I don't want to work. Or if I want to uh, do things that fill me up or have a have some time off in the evenings, I want to do that. So uh, yeah, I love to travel and I love to spend time with my church friends too. So. Oh, well, that sounds like a really complete life. And here on the podcast, we're all about making sure that our lives are complete and we are not just completely burned out and uh, doing nothing but our business. Because it's so easy when you're self-employed mm -hmm. to be a bad boss <laughs> to yourself. And it's also yes. really easy to be a bad employee too. I know people who struggle with staying accountable and you know actually doing the work because again, the only person supervising you is yourself when you're a freelancer. And your clients on occasion, if the type of freelance work you do is your clients that, you know, they can keep you accountable because they're like, hey, where's my design you're making here? Hey, you're supposed to do my books this month, right? But when it's truly the kind of business you're building from scratch, you don't really have as many outside forces for accountability. How do you help the people that you coach? Because you teach people how to be you. You're like, you want to be Ashley? I will show you how to be Ashley. Here's how you build a business on Amazon. But how do you keep them accountable and actually following through because it's easy to learn, but sometimes hard to do things. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm really a big believer in accountability and coaching, Flavia. So we have found we've worked with thousands and thousands of e-commerce entrepreneurs. Like it's very overwhelming to just take a course and watch some videos and like get instructions, right? But having someone actually hold you accountable to that and walk you through it and hold your hand has really been a game changer for working with our team. So we have a program, it's called Private Label Mastery. We basically 
do everything with our students. We help them get sourcing. We get their products on Amazon. We help them manage their Amazon accounts from really like fast tracking it. So we're all about lifestyle too. And I was telling you earlier, Flavia, that most of our our students we work with are putting in about 10 hours a week. So even while they're doing full-time jobs. So it's something that can really be be managed in that way. And so uh, I love to just, you know, teach people about Amazon FBA because it's, it's, it's not a very demanding business. And whether you want to make it a big business or a small business, you can really just define whatever that looks like for you. So we help people with every piece of their Amazon business from pay-per-click to selecting a product to sell on Amazon. And we get it done in about 30 days, you know, from getting coming in to actually getting your first product on Amazon, which is a lot shorter learning curve than I had when I started. It took me like a year to get to private labels. So that's really how we help folks. And uh, it's it's just really exciting to get to see new people come in every day, Flavia, who've like never done this. And you know, then they actually have a live product on Amazon. So it's a lot of fun just to see people grow and and you know get to that place. And another thing to touch on is whether this business can be done somewhat anonymously because there are people who have a full-time job or something that doesn't... Maybe their brand doesn't really align with also having this different product in a different niche on Amazon. But what's the anonymity factor, right? Is this one of those businesses that you can start without needing to put your face on it or be on social media and videos? Because I do get a lot of pushback from entrepreneurs who are like, you know, I love online entrepreneurship, but I do not want my face on Facebook. I do not want a video of me on YouTube. So it's not for me. So talk to that a little bit. Absolutely. I think that's like the biggest... uh, For some people, a lot of the appeal of selling on Amazon. You don't have to be like me on podcasts or on Facebook or social media. You can basically be anonymous. I mean, most of our students don't even have their name on their Amazon business. So it's completely anonymous. There's no need to be on social media. In fact, some people are are basically anonymous. They continue their full-time job. You wouldn't even know that it's their store when you open it up or know it's their product. So there's no need to like market yourself or to sell anything on social media. So if it's something that you just kind of want to do as a side hustle or you want to do from a privacy standpoint, you're just, you know, most Amazon sellers aren't someone who likes to put themselves out there constantly. So yeah, it can be basically anonymous. Your name, on I wouldn't recommend your name of your Amazon store be your name anyway. You can name it whatever you want and, and basically just work behind the scenes. You know, no one would ever know. No one would ever know if they opened my product on Amazon, that was my product. So it's something that can be very anonymous. And it's a good bridge too, because there's a lot of, of folks who are like, well, I can't leave my full-time job I, yeah. that's where I get my benefits. I have built a reputation or I'm getting a promotion next year. You know, there's reasons they can't, but they really want to start and do more. And on Amazon, you really can moonlight. I mean, who does not have 10 hours a week? Maybe some of your weekends, some of your evenings. Uh, if we just shut down whatever's taking up your time right now, if you are binge watching a TV show on Netflix, just like quit your Netflix account for a couple months and see if that helps you focus on your business. Maybe just take the Facebook app off your phone for a couple months and not have that. And because we really do waste away a lot of time that we could otherwise repurpose into building this side business, because this does not have to be your main gig. You can keep your day job and do this, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I would say 80% of our sellers that we work with still have a day job. Some of them are transitioning out, but... 100%. It is going to be challenging. You know, you are going to have to be disciplined enough. I was interviewing a guy in our program last night who's a dad, four kids, 
full-time job, sole income or nervous household. And he was talking about how he, you know, is, is up at five, up at five. And he works in his Amazon business for three hours before work. Then he goes to work and it's like, no one even knows that he's, he's running this company from home before he leaves. And then at five o'clock, he comes home and it's family time. It's time with his family when he comes home. So there's different ways to do it, but absolutely you can keep at your full-time job. But I think most people's goal, Flavia, is eventually to not have that full-time job anymore. So Give us a little bit of info about your podcasts and then also how do people connect with you if they want to listen to the podcast or even look into that program? Because there are people listening who are like, hey, this is my next thing. Absolutely. So I do have a podcast called the Private Label Mastery Podcast. And we are one of the top ranked podcasts for Amazon sellers. So we mostly focus on building a brand on Amazon and what that looks like with what Private Label is. So Private Label Mastery Podcast, we're on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. And if they want to get in touch with me, I do have a free copy of my book for your listeners. They can just head over and download it. AshleyKincaid.com forward slash welcome. It's a really quick read, like 30 minutes. And it's an ebook and it talks about my journey, specific products I've sold on Amazon, like exact pictures, how to find those products and how I launched a private label brand. So those are some great ways to get in touch with me, the podcast and and then the book as well. That's a great resource and really generous of you. So ashleykincaid.com forward slash welcome for those free resources. And Ashley, I have to say, speaking to you is so motivating, so inspiring. (laughs) I know there are people listening who had never even heard of being on Amazon as a seller whose eyes have just been open and they're really excited and probably about to like go look up your website and and you know do more research on this because it is a really viable option for somebody who wants either a side gig or a primary gig and the barrier to entry is pretty low. So as far as what it used to cost to start a store back in the day when everything was brick and mortar, even just the monthly rent <laughs> and you have to start paying rent before your doors are open, right? Cuz you start paying rent the day that you start building your store out and doing all your improvements in it and adding the shelving and whatnot. And then you're sitting there waiting for people to walk by. Amazon is... Yeah, it's just... To me, as someone who has been around in business long enough to remember the time pre-internet, it's just amazing. It is an amazing opportunity. It's a great time to be in business, especially as a solopreneur. The tools are endless. And it's people like you, Ashley, who help others. You give people a leg up and... You, you didn't just climb the ladder and say, see ya, you climbed the ladder and you're reaching down and helping others up. And I appreciate that. And I know that your contributions to the world are very much appreciated by all. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Yes, I hope I've inspired your listeners and helped them see possibility for themselves. That's my goal. So thank you so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Great to have you. Hope to have you back again someday. And you enjoy the rest of your week coming up, Ashley. And again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. 
Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.